Krishna, everybody. Dear devotees, <clears throat> welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the live studios, Southeast England, Hive, just near the English Channel. Anglo-Saxon for Hive is the haven, so therefore we call it the haven. We have an honored guest today in the live readings, His Grace Doyle Moriprabhu, who has been a dear friend for years and is just about to be elevated to the position of temple president in in just a couple of weeks, uh, maybe less, uh, of the London Temple, Soul Street. And I'm um, very delighted to have him. Welcome him here. Hare Krishna, thank you for attending. <coughs> so, <coughs> All of Krishna's pastimes are absolute and mature devotees relish hearing about Krishna, whatever he's doing. Immature devotees sometimes want to hear about just one thing or another, but this is immaturity. So. By hearing Krishna's pastimes all the way through, again and again for the rest of our lives, uh, with faith and um, love eventually, and without doubt, without argument, it's not an easy thing to do because Krishna's pastimes are unbelievable. They're achintya. And Jiva Goswami says that unless one can actually accept the concept that Krishna is the supreme absolute truth, he is the supreme personality of Godhead, he is unlimited and can do anything within or outside of the modes of material nature, he can do anything. And once one starts to hear Krishna's pastimes with that mentality, then spiritual life opens and eventually the doors to uh, Goloka Vrindavan will open. So before we recite the Krishna book, which is Srila Prabhupada's masterpiece, summary study of the tenth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the creme de la creme de la creme, as I always say, Nengamakalpatador Galitam Palam, Bhagavatam is the ripened fruit of the Vedic literatures and the Srimad Bhagavatam 10th canto is the ripened fruit of the ripened fruit and the Krishna book is with Prabhupada's uh, own commentaries and put in simple English for every, anyone to understand it's the creme de la creme de la creme for sure so before we begin we're going to read again, as we always do every day, Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram the, uh, from the Sri Krishna Lila Stava, verses 412 through 416. Five verses written by Srila Sanatana Goswami, glorifying the Srimad Bhagavatam. And it goes like this Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha. Sarva Vedaika Satpala 
Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja, Sarva Lokaika Drikprada. O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kalidvandoditaditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya, Prema Varshakshadayate, Sarvada Sarvasevyaya, Shri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you, who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Shri Krishna Himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana Mannisadaka Mad Bhagya Mad Ananda Namostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu Saduta Dain Atini Chuchatakara Hanamunchigadachinmam Premna Ritkantayokspura. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So we're in the middle of a very uh, intriguing and adventurous and exciting thriller. It's right in the middle of the uh, pastime of the Samantaka Jewel. Uh, and we're in chapter 57. The killing of Satrajit and Shatadanwa. After Akrura visited Hastinapur and reported the condition of the Pandavas to Krishna, there were further developments. The Pandavas were transferred to a house which was made of lac and which and, and was later set ablaze. And everyone believed that the Pandavas, along with their mother Kunti, had been killed. This information was also sent to Lord Krishna and Balarama <clears throat> after consulting together they decided to go to Hastinapur to show sympathy to their relatives. Krishna and Balarama certainly knew that the Pandavas could not have been killed in the devastating fire. But in spite of this knowledge, they wanted to go to Hastinapur to take part 
in the bereavement. On arriving at Hastinapur, Krishna and Balarama first went to see Bhishmadev because he was the chief of the Kuru dynasty. Then they saw Kripacharya, Vidura, Gandhari and Drona. Other members of the Kuru dynasty were not sorry because they wanted the Pandavas and their mother to be killed. But some family members, headed by Bhishma, were actually very sorry for the incident. And Krishna and Balarama expressed equal sorrow without disclosing the actual situation. <clears throat> when Krishna and Balarama were away from the city of Dwarka, there was a conspiracy to take the Syamantaka jewel away from Satrajit. The chief conspirator was Shatadanwa, who was among those who had wanted to marry Satyabhama, Satrajit's, Satrajit's beautiful daughter. Satrajit had promised that he would give his beautiful daughter in charity to various candidates, but later the decision was changed and Satyabhama was given to Krishna along with the Samantaka jewel. Satyajit had no desire to give the jewel away with his daughter and Krishna, knowing his mentality, accepted his daughter but returned the jewel. After getting back the jewel from Krishna, he was satisfied and kept it with him always. But in the absence of Krishna and Balarama, there was a conspiracy by many men, including even Akrura and Kritavarma, who were devotees of Lord Krishna, to take the jewel from Satrajit. Akrura and Kritavarma joined the conspiracy because they wanted the jewel for Krishna. They knew that Krishna wanted the jewel and that Satrajit had not delivered it properly. Others joined the conspiracy because they were disappointed in not having the hand of Satyabhama. Some of them incited Satyadanya to kill Satrajit and take away the jewel. The question is, generally raised, why did a great devotee like Akrura join this conspiracy? <clears throat> and why did Kritavarma, although a devotee of the Lord, join the conspiracy also? The answer given by great authorities like Jiva Goswami is that although Akrura was a great devotee, he was cursed by the inhabitants of Vrindavan because of his taking Krishna away from their midst. Because of, their because of wounding their feelings, Akrura was forced to join the conspiracy declared by sinful men. Similarly, Kritavarma was a devotee, but because of his intimate association with Kangsa, he was contaminated by sinful reactions and he also joined the conspiracy. Being inspired by all the members of the conspiracy, Chattadhanma, one night, entered the house of Satrajit and killed him while he was sleeping. Chattadhanma was a sinful man 
of abominable character. And although due to his sinful activities he was not to live for many days, he decided to kill Satrajit while Satrajit was sleeping at home. When he entered the house to kill Satrajit, all the women there cried very loudly, but in spite of their great protests, Shatadanwa mercilessly butchered Satrajit without hesitation, exactly as a butcher kills an animal in the slaughterhouse. Since Krishna was absent from home, his wife, Satyabhama, was present on the night Satyajit was murdered. And she began to cry, My dear father, my dear father, how mercilessly you have been killed. The dead body of Satyajit was not immediately removed for cremation because Satyabhama wanted to go to Krishna in Hastinapur. Therefore the body was preserved in a tank of oil so that Krishna could come back and see the dead body of Satrajit and take real action against Shatadanwa. Satyabhama immediately started for Hastinapur to inform Krishna about the ghastly death of her father. When Krishna was informed by Satyabhama of the murder of his father-in-law, he began to lament like an ordinary man. His great sorrow is again a strange thing. Lord Krishna has nothing to do with action and reaction, but because he was playing the part of a human being, he expressed his full sympathy for the bereavement of Satyabhama, and his eyes filled with tears when he heard about the death of his father-in-law. He thus began to lament, <clears throat> Oh, what unhappy incidents have taken place! Then Krishna and Balarama, along with <clears throat> then Krishna and Balarama, along with Satyabhama, immediately returned to Dwarka and began to make plans to kill Shatadanwa and take away the jewel. Although he was a great outlaw in the city, Shatadanwa was still very much afraid of Krishna's power. And thus, when Krishna arrived, he became most afraid. Understanding Krishna's plan to kill him, he immediately went to take shelter of Kritavarma. But Kritavarma said, I shall never be able to offend Lord Krishna and Balarama for they are not ordinary persons. They are the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Who can be saved from death if he has offended Balarama and Krishna? No one can be saved from their wrath. Kritavarma further said that Kangsa, although powerful and assisted by many demons, could not be saved from Krishna's wrath. And what to speak of Jarasandha, who had been defeated by Krishna 17 times, and each time he had to return from the fighting in disappointment. When Chetadanva was refused help by Kritavarma, he went to Akrura and implored him, implored him to help. But Akrura also replied, Balarama and Krishna are themselves the Supreme Personality of Godhead. 
and anyone who knows their unlimited strength would never dare offend them or fight with them. He further informed Chaitanya, Krishna and Balarama are so powerful that simply by willing they create, maintain and dissolve the, the whole cosmic manifestation. Unfortunately, per persons bewildered by the illusory energy cannot understand the strength of Krishna, although the whole cosmic manifestation is fully under his control. He cited as an example that Krishna, even at the age of 17 years, had lifted Govardhan Hill and had continued to hold up the mountain for seven days, exactly as a child carries a small umbrella. Akrura plainly informed Shatadhanva that he would always offer his most respectful obeisances to Krishna, the super-soul of everything created and the original cause of all causes. When Akrura was also refused to give him shelter, Shatadhanva decided to deliver the Syamantaka jewel into the hands of Akrura. Then, riding on a horse that could run at, a, at great speed and up to 400 miles at a stretch, he fled the city. When Krishna and Balarama were informed of the flight of Shadadhanva, they mounted their chariot, its flag marked by a picture of Garuda, and followed immediately. Krishna was particularly angry with Shadadhanva and wanted to kill him because he had killed Satrajit, a superior personality. Satrajit happened to be the father-in-law of Krishna and it is the injunction of the Shastras that one who is Guru Druha, who has rebelled against a superior person, must be punished in proportion to the severity of the offense. Because Shatadhanva had killed his father-in-law, Krishna was determined to kill him by any means. Shatadhanva's horse became exhausted and died near a garden house in Mithila. Mithila. Unable to take help from the horse, Shatadhanva began to run with great speed in order to be fair to Shatadhanva. Krishna and Balarama also left their chariot and began to follow Shatadhanva on foot. While Shatadhanva and Krishna were running, Krishna took his disc and cut off Shatadhanva's head. After Shatadhanva was killed, Krishna searched through his clothing for the Shamantaka jewel, but he could not find it. He then returned to Balarama and said, we have killed this person uselessly, for the jewel is not to be found on his body. Sri Balarama suggested the jewel might have been kept in the custody of another man in Dwarka, so you'd better return and search it out. Sri Balarama expressed his desire to remain in Matila city for some days because he enjoyed an intimate relationship with the king. Therefore, Krishna returned to Dwarka and Balarama 
entered the city of Mithila. When the king of Mithila saw the arrival of Sri Balarama in his city, he was most pleased and received the Lord with great honor and hospitality. He gave many valuable presents to Balaramaji in order to, in order to seek his pleasure. At this time, Sri Balarama lived in the city for several years as an honored guest of the king of Mithila, Janaka Maharaj. During this time, Duryodhana, the eldest son of Dhritarashtra, took the opportunity to come to Balarama and learn from him the art of fighting with a club. After killing Shatadanwa, Krishna learned, Krishna returned to Dwarka, and in order to please his wife Satyabhama, he informed her of the death of Shatadanwa, the killer of her father. But he also informed her that the jewel had not been found in his possession. Then, according to religious principles, Krishna, along with Satyabhama, performed ceremonies in honor of his departed father-in-law. In those ceremonies, all the friends and relatives of the family joined together. Akrura and Kritavarma were prominent members in the conspiracy to kill Satrajit, having incited Shatadanwa to kill him. So when they heard of the death of Shatadanwa at Krishna's hand, and when they also heard that Krishna had returned to Dwarka, they both immediately left the city. The citizens of Dwarka felt themselves threatened with pestilence and natural disturbances due to the absence of Akrura from the city. This is a kind of this was kind of a kind of superstition, because while Lord Krishna was present, there could not be any pestilence, famine, or natural disturbances. But in the absence of Akrura, there were apparently some disturbances in Dwarka. The superstition arose for the following reason. Once in the province of Kashi, Varanasi, Varanasi, there was severe drought. Practically no rain fell. At that time, the king of Kashi arranged the marriage of his daughter, known as Gandini, with Shwapalka, the father of Akrura. This was done by the king of Kashi on the advice of an astrologer. And actually, it so happened that after the marriage of the king's daughter with Shwapalka, there was sufficient rainfall in the province. Due to this supernatural power of Shwapalka, his son Akrura was considered equally powerful, and people were under, and people were under the impression that wherever Akrura or his father stayed, there would be no natural disturbances such as famine or drought. That kingdom is considered happy when there is no famine, pestilence, or excessive heat and cold, and where people are happy mentally, spiritually, and physically.
as soon as there was some disturbance in Dwarka, people considered the cause to be the absence of an auspicious personality in the city. Thus there was a rumor that because of the absence of Akrura, inauspicious things were happening. After the departure of Akrura, some of the elderly residents of the city also began to perceive inauspicious signs due to the absence of the Syamantaka jewel. When Lord Sri Krishna heard these rumors spread by the people, he decided to summon Akrura from the kingdom of Kashi. Ooh. Akrura was Krishna's uncle. Therefore, when he came back to Dwarka, Lord Krishna first of all gave him a welcome befitting a superior person. Krishna is the super soul in everyone and knows everything going on in everyone's heart. He knew everything that had happened in connection with Akrura's conspiracy with Chattadanwa. Therefore, he smilingly began to speak to Akrura, addressing him as the chief among munificent men. Krishna said, My dear uncle, it is already known to me that the Syamitaka jewel was left by Shatadanwa with you. Presently there is no direct claimant of the Syamitaka jewel, for King Satrajit has no male issue. His daughter, Satyabhama, is not very eager for this jewel, yet her expected son, as the grandson of Satrajit, would, after performing the regulator principles of inheritance be the legal claimant of the jewel. Lord Krishna indicated by this statement that Satyabhama was already pregnant and that her son would be the real claimant of the jewel and would certainly take it from Akrura. Krishna continued, This jewel is so powerful that no ordinary man is able to keep it. I know that you are very pious in activities, so there is no objection to the jewels being kept with you. There is one difficulty, and that is that my elder brother, Sri Balarama, does not believe my version that the jewel is with you. I therefore request you, O large-hearted one, to show me the jewel just once before my other relatives so that they may be pacified and reject various kinds of rumors. You cannot deny that the jewel is with you because we can understand that you have enhanced your opulence and are performing sacrifices on an altar made of solid gold. The properties of the jewel were, were known Wherever the jewel remained, it would produce for the keeper more than two mounds of pure gold daily. Akrura was getting gold in that proportion and distributing it profusely at sacrificial performances. Lord Krishna cited Akrura's lavishly spending gold as positive evidence of his possessing the Samataka jewel. 
when Lord Krishna in friendly terms and sweet language impressed Akrura about the real fact and Akrura understood that nothing could be concealed from the knowledge of Sri Krishna. He brought out the valuable jewel covered by cloth but shining like the sun and presented it before Krishna. Lord Krishna took the Syamantaka jewel in his hand and showed it to all his relatives and friends present and then returned the jewel to Akrura in their presence so that they would know that the jewel was actually being kept by Akrura in Dwarka city. This story of the Samantaka jewel is very significant. In Srimad Bhagavatam it is said that anyone who hears the story of the Samantaka jewel or describes it or simply remembers it will be freed from all kinds of defamation and the reactions of all impious activities and thus will attain the highest perfectional condition of peace. Thus ends the Bhagavadanta purport of the 57th chapter of Krishna, the killing of Satrajit and Chetadhamma. Hare Krishna. All glories to the compassion of Sri Krishna, the all-knowing one who knew all about what was going on and still acted like an ordinary human being to solve every situation. Hare Krishna. So now, it's 7.47. It's right on the edge of whether to start another chapter or not. Is the next chapter a long one or a short, a short one? It's a long one. Very long. Oh, very long one. Okay. So I'm going to stop the reading today. And since we have an honored guest and hopefully so many devotees there listening to this <clears throat> reading, we will hope that you will all give your reflections and discussions on this amazing pastime of the Samantaka Jewel. Hare Krishna. And now it's almost past 7.50. Okay, bombs away. Sudevi Dasi. Hare Krishna Sudevi Dasi. She says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, glories to this daily association with you and Krishna's pastimes. It is wonderful. Hare Krishna, all glories to these assembled devotees. <coughs> From Devadarana. Devadarana, Hare Krishna. Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, dear Vaishnava, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to Prabhupada. Thank you for your great mercy. Hare Krishna. I'm just a peon delivering the mail, trying. Daitari Hari Das says Hare Krishna. Hare Hari Das, okay, Hare Krishna. Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna Gopakanya. She 
He says, Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all friends, the lover of Krishna Katha, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada and your daily reading service to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you very much, Hare Krishna. We are benefiting as always. Jai Maharaj Keshav Bharti Das Goswami. Hare Krishna. Something from Braj Vallabha. Hey Braj, Haribo. He says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. I think it is interesting that Krishna reacted upset with the loss of his father-in-law. Mm. It is amazing how Krishna acts like a regular person. Well, Prabhupada points out many times that it's not possible for anything to exist without it existing in Krishna first. So in the spiritual world, there's a completely different effect um, you know, in the emotions and different ways that the emotions come about. There's no killing in the spiritual world. No one can die in the spiritual world, etc., etc. But, but still, because feelings of kindness and feelings of compassion and feelings of... These feelings are there in human society. So that means they're there in some form in Krishna. And when he comes to the earth, then he, is, he displays them. And, it, and in doing so, he shows the perfect example of how people should act. So we can learn how to act by very carefully hearing and studying Krishna's pastimes. Of course, we can't imitate Krishna's lifting Govardhan Hill or knowing everything about everyone and, you know, sussing out, you know, every situation, complex situation perfectly like he can. But we have the capacity to do different things because they're there in Krishna. Yes, it's amazing. Krishna's Naralila, amazing. Once I read... I think it was Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur who gave the example of how when Krishna's pastimes come to the material world, they seem to be even more brilliant in the spiritual world because they are contained within the surrounding of the material world. And he uses the example that if you put a jewel, you know, on a bright multicolored cloth it just kind of merges into the cloth and it doesn't stand out it, it doesn't but if you put it in a very dark blue or black you know velvet you know people who display jewels they always have a very dark colored velvet that they put the jewel on and then the the facets of the jewel come out so like that krishna's pastimes when they're done in the material world according to vishnuv they appear even more beautiful even more distinct and even more glorious. Hare Krishna. Rati Manjari says Jai Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Rati's out there doing Harinam Sankirtan in 
taking people with her and she's really doing something in, in Amsterdam and in Holland, yeah. Big time preaching, also organizing book distribution now and publishing some Dutch books which fell behind for one reason or another. Hare Krishna. Mananda Murti Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna Nanda Murti. She says, Jai Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Hare All Krishna. glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai, glories to Prabhupada. Sri Krishna is knowing everyone's heart in detail. Hare Krishna, thank <laughs> you so much for today's reading. Yes, Hare Krishna, thank you. We have no reason to be afraid of anything when we are with Krishna. One of the major lessons of this pastime. If you're with Krishna and you love Krishna and you're not going to do anything to Krishna, then you're safe. Bhakti Noel. Hare Krishna Bhakti Noel. She's from New Vrindavan. Well, she's actually she's from Vermont, but she's she loves New Vrindavan. She says, Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Jai, glory to Prabhupada. Today I read in the book Rajavidya, the king of knowledge, the word susukram. This being the process of devotional service is very pleasant, such as chanting and hearing. My mind immediately went to the joy your readings bring to me, and so many. Am I understanding the meaning of this word correctly? Could you elaborate more on this word and idea, please? Well, sukha means happiness, and susukha means either complete or extreme happiness. So, yes, it's the perfect description of Krishna's pastimes. Susukam kartamavayam, and it is devotional service. Rajavidya, Rajavidya, Pabitram, Idamutamam, Pratyakshavagamam, Dharmyam. Susukam. So Krishna declares this knowledge of devotion, pure devotional service to be the king of knowledge, most secret of all secrets, the perfection of religion because it gives direct perception of the self by realization and it is joyfully and easily performed. Only bhakti yoga of all the different yogas is easily and joyfully performed. All other kinds of yoga they take intense endeavor and severe austerities and meditations, etc. Therefore, Narada Muni, when he told Vyasadeva, why are you looking at morose? You've just edited all the Vedas and the Puranas. You've compiled the Vedanta Sutra. You've written the Mahabharata, which is the summary of all the Itihasas and Puranas. And you don't look completely happy. And Vyasadeva told him, Yes, you know everything, Gurudev. You tell me. And he said, Because you have mixed the glories of Krishna with all sorts of different other things. And therefore you're not completely happy. Then he suggested that he compile a book on just the Supreme Personality of Godhead without any other subject. And course that's when the Bhagavatam came it's eternal the Bhagavatam's eternal but that's when it came into the uh, universe at that time and then he became completely happy 
So why should it be a surprise that by hearing the Bhagavatam, we become completely happy? Because all of the other, all of the books are incomplete, and the Bhagavatam is complete. Therefore, it is su sukam. It is the highest happiness, the sweetest happiness. Hare Krishna. Jesus, thank you for your service. As always, I am very grateful. All glories to Sri Prabhupada. Glories to Prabhupada. I want to ask if Dolomora would bless us with some reflection or some take us deeper into this pastime. Please. Well, well Maharaj, I was hoping you could uh, unpack a little something for us for the benefit of the devotees here. Uh, this uh, uh, situation whereby previously in the previous chapter, Satvajit gives away his daughter and mm. the jewel mm. uh, to Krishna. Mm. Because he obviously it's described that he felt bad about what had happened, mm. spreading rumors about Krishna and, mm. and so forth. Mm. So to rectify that, he gave away his daughter and the jewel, mm. and then Krishna accepted the daughter, mm. but returned the jewel. Mm. So in this chapter, it's revealed that <coughs> Krishna returned the jewel because he understood that Satrajit didn't really want to give it away. And um, then we saw what happened. So I was just wondering <laughs> if you could, uh, is how this relates to us uh, in our devotional service in the lives of the devotees when we have something we're holding onto an attachment and we, we 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 say we renounce it and we give it to Krishna, but in reality we're still holding on to to certain things. Mm. And, and and maybe you could. Uh, what well, we're we're like supposed that. to give whatever is dearest to us uh, to Krishna that's a high level of service uh, but in Krishna consciousness in pure devotional service under the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu we learn to give the things that are dear to us completely in the service of Krishna and that way we're giving it to him in the proper way without necessarily renouncing it. So that's the difference between these other personalities who are giving and holding and giving and holding for different reasons. Uh, Krishna had the had the, uh, the benefit of everybody and he's always like that. He always has the benefit of everyone in his, in his heart. You know? And he feels bad when people are too attached or people to like a devotee when a devotee asks for something from Krishna but still is a pure devotee or still is a sincere devotee but may have in the heart something they want and then they'll pray to Krishna for it because it says Akamo Savakamo Va Moksha Karmo Dari it's in the Bhagavatam whether you're full of material desires or hankering to be or, 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 or free from things, then we should go to Krishna. You know, so, but Krishna, he's really uh, intelligent. And he 
if he sees that a devotee is sincere and wants him, but at the same time is asking for to him, from him something that will be will cause the devotee to be more attached and more complicatedly entangled in the material world, then he just refuses to give it, takes it away. Or, uh, yeah, in that way purifies the devotee's desire for it. So that that's kind of mixed in with all these other things. You know, but Krishna is so unlimited, it's very difficult to understand the meaning, the real meaning between, uh, behind Krishna's pastimes and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes, because they have so many deeper, uh, you know, motives for their for what they do. They're doing things that, I mean, Krishna just by thinking about it is creating the whole world, like universe, like we heard one of the devotees praying. So, what does he need? You know, <laughs> he doesn't need anything, but we need. So Krishna seeing that, he sees somebody holding back, so he'll take it. And he sees that the person really wants it, so he'll give it back. If that's kind of appropriate. And he always does things in such a way that one thing he does gets a lot of other things done at the same time. That's perfect management. You do one thing rather than driving yourself crazy to do everything yourself. You do one thing that starts a chain of reaction that so many things happen. I don't know if that sheds any light on it or not, but that's what I thought. That's what came into my mind. Hare Krishna. Have we got anything over there? else over there? From Bhakta Rupa. Hey, Bhakta Rupa, distributing <coughs> broken whales. His name was Bhakta Ben before. He says, Jai Maharaj, thank you for reading this evening. Finally, a conspiracy theory worth listening to. So Finally, a conspiracy theory worth listening to. I tell you, that's brilliant. That is a brilliant reflection. It means Krishna can satisfy all our needs just by hearing his pastimes. Thank you very much. That was a brilliant, that was a brilliant reflection. Thanks, Bhakta Rupa. Says so many people on the streets are interested in talking of this conspiracy or that conspiracy. Now I have something of substance I can present to them. <laughs> really like the description of Shatadandva sneaking in and mercilessly butchering Satrajit. Very graphic and gruesome. Yeah. It was also interesting to hear of how Balaram struck up a relationship with Duryodhana. Oh, yeah. I heard this is why he didn't want to get involved with the Battle of Kurukshetra. Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. When you become a teacher of somebody, then naturally they, you, you become affectionate to your student. That was lovely. Thank you so much for those reflections. You see, these pastimes are like a jewel. I mean, there's so many facets you can't imagine. And Prabhupada told us that if you just keep this towards the end, he said, if you just keep discussing the Srimad Bhagavatam among yourselves and everything will remain clear. Hare Krishna. That's the essence. And something from Vrajaloka. 
Hey, Brajaloka, Hare Krishna. She says, Hare Krishna, dear Guru Maharaj. Hare Please Bo. accept my humble obeisances. Hi, glories to Prabhupada. Glories to Sri Prabhupada. It was interesting to hear about the blessing at the end of the chapter where we read that, quote, this story of the Shaman Takajul is very significant, and anyone who hears the story of the Shaman Takajul will be free from all kinds of defamation and the reactions of all impious activities, and thus will attain the highest perfectional condition of peace. Unquote. There you go. There you go. Of course, that's not that's not the desire of the devotee, but w when you actually hear and chant with the proper mood and proper attitude. You get everything. This is what it means. Yomam evam asamudo. Asamudo means without doubting. Janati purushottamam. When you accept Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead without doubting and hearing Him like in that mood, then you become the knower of everything. And the reason is because Krishna is everything in the sense that everything's coming from him and we are learning a lot like that with the last few two or three four four chapters you know where all these different emotions are being exchanged and you know activities that you wouldn't imagine what happened in krishna's pastimes they do and therefore we get all our desires for all the emotions the range of emotions that human beings can have fulfilled. So why not hear the Bhagavatam all the time? We, we may not be able to hear it all the time. We have things we have to do to serve the movement, but all the time means every day. It has marvelous effects. Marvelous effects. Yes, thank you very much. She had a question also. She said, how should we understand the connection between the story of the Shaman Takajul and the highest perfectional condition of peace? Well, it's the same answer <clears throat> because the, Siam, the, the, the pastime of the Shaman Takajul is filled with all the a range of emotions. And when, when a person can, can, can experience you know, the range of emotions, then his heart becomes satisfied. Because dissatisfaction is caused by the need to have something we don't have, to feel the something we're not, we haven't felt, the incom incomplete feeling. And when you read this pastime especially, then all those range of emotions are satisfied. And therefore you get a kind of complete peace, a complete peace that you don't even necessarily get from other chapters. Of course, if you read the whole Krishna book all the time, then you get all your desires fulfilled. You, know. you get more than, yeah, you get more than you bargained for. Says, thank you for today's reading and your company. Hare Krishna. Thank you for yours. From Daidari Haridas. Mm. He says, interesting that Krita Varma and Akrura became implicated 
in a conspiracy because of apparent defenses. Mm. Was this the actual case, or is it all just an instructive pastime meant to teach us? No, it's the actual case. And what that means is that when you're dealing with Krishna's devotees, you should be extra special, especially careful in our dealings with one another. And even if you're an elevated person, these are people who are, you know, eternal eternal associates of Krishna. So it's the lesson. It's the lesson. Treat the the devotees of Krishna properly. He said. He also said, "I understood that devotees on the platform of having fully realized their relationship with Krishna couldn't be affected by such things." Well, that's your mistake, isn't it? That's a misconception. Krishna's pastimes, especially in the material world, they show all these things, and therefore everyone who becomes involved in them in some way or form, or some shape or form. I mean, look at the residents of Vrindavan. What are you talking about? You know, Krishna's getting picked up in the air and get carried to the point where they couldn't even see him. There was a dust storm so thick they couldn't even see and, and all of a sudden, Krishna wasn't there. They felt extreme, you know, extremes of emotion. So no, it's not that just because, you know, you're, you're a pure devotee that you're not going to feel emotions. No, you're going to feel every emotion to the nth degree. But it'll be spiritual. This is the difference. Because when you're when you're meditating on Krishna in his pastimes, then those kinds of emotions that you go through and what to speak of participating in him yourself, you experience all emotions, the most intense form of them because your love for Krishna grows and grows and grows as a result. So no, not that you become extremely peaceful and therefore you don't have any emotions anymore. It's not that peace means that you don't have any emotions. Peace means that all of your emotional needs, top to bottom, are satisfied completely. And that's what Krishna's pastimes give. That peace is just a little part of ecstatic love. Hare Krishna. Mrati Manjari. She says, thank you, dear Guru Maharaj, for your encouragement. I am a tiny sparrow in the ocean of Kali Yuga, but by your mercy and kindness you have given me the, t- the determination to try and do something wonderful for Srila Prabhupada here in the Netherlands. So be it. Please keep on blessing me. So be it. So be it. We notice in those videos you're right out front and dancing and chanting, even when everybody is not dancing and chanting, you are dancing and chanting in ecstasy. Therefore, you keep doing that. And everything will come. We know we have somebody in our presence today who loves to chant and dance, and he's done it all over the world, and yet he has taken on this responsibility now to spread this ecstasy to others. Hare Krishna. So the extra responsibilities you're taking you know, in the, in the form of organizing the book distribution and the Harinams and and even the, the, the publication, translation and publication of the books in Dutch, you will never be sorry. You will 
you will get everything from this from this service Hare Krishna thank you so much everyone for your lovely lovely reflections and discussions on this um, unbelievably beautiful pastimes of Krishna Sri Krishna the Supreme Personality of Godhead Ki Jai Samabeda Bhakta Vinda Ki Jai Gaur Prem Anandi Hari Hari Bo See you tomorrow night Same time, same place Same talk, topic The only real nectar that exists Hari Katha Yes, Hari Krishna See you tomorrow, Hari Krishna